Hello and welcome back to Raising Thinkers. It's great to have you tuning in again. In today's episode, it's time to talk about card games and board games. Now, your child may call board games board games, B-O-R-E-D, because they think that, well, they're boring. I can name a few I think are a bit on that boring side too, but the majority of games are just fun. Just like with reading a good book, all games are not the same for everyone. Sometimes you just have to find the right fit. To begin, let's examine why board games actually help promote thinking. What skills are used? Honestly, it depends on the game, but most will involve communication with others, either verbally or non-verbally, strategy, which ties into evaluation, comparison, making judgments and decisions, recall, basically remembering key bits of information, and on top of all this, it taps into organization and self-management skills, knowing when it's your turn, paying attention, even being patient. These are just a few of the skills. There are many more. Now, not all children develop these skill sets instantaneously. I wouldn't start my four-year-old with something like Clue or Ticket to Ride. It wouldn't be developmentally appropriate. Instead, I would start with something like Sneaky Snacky Squirrel, Charades, Spot It, even Concentration, also known as Memory, or what my little sister liked to call it, the Matching Game. Yes, many of these don't even have an actual board, but they are steps in that direction, and any sorts of games will help promote the thinking that you're looking for. Here are a few tips to help you pick good games for your children based upon their developmental stages and what you know about them as a person. First of all, consider attention span. Can your child listen attentively for three to five minutes? If not, make sure you choose a game that is quick and easy to explain. Additionally, if your child has to wait too long for their turn, they will lose interest. A faster paced game is often better for younger children. Similarly, is this the game that would take two hours to complete or 15 minutes? Depending on your child's age, two hours may be perfect, or perhaps that 10 to 15 minute game is a much better fit. Second of all, look at the length of the directions for the game. Just take a glance. If you get overwhelmed just looking at the number of steps, your child will probably even more so. Wait until they're a little bit older. Keep it simple at the start. Third, think about the skills needed. Are there cards that they would need to be reading? Can your child read even a little bit yet? What fine motor skills are necessary? Do they need to check boxes or draw something? Can they pick up and use those tweezers to really play operations successfully? Hopefully, these three tips will help you filter through the games to determine what is appropriate for your child. If you have children with a wide variety of ages, try letting the older ones demonstrate patience to teach the younger ones, or you can always have them pair up and play in teams. Different games will also push the players to utilize different skills. I recommend starting with games that require some skills that your child already has and enjoys using. They feel like it's one of their strengths. You want them to be successful or they will begin to have a negative association with playing games. When there is a particular skill you want to develop in your child, you can choose a game that emphasizes that skill. However, consider if you think it may push them a bit too far out of their comfort zone. Perhaps you can start by playing on teams to help them develop their confidence. Family games were something I grew up with around the home and therefore I have quite a few in my own home now as well. Some of you might not have as many around, but you don't need to go out and buy more. Use what you have, and I also highly suggest making your own games. Even when kids are younger, they can do this. It just takes a little bit more time from you to help them. 
As they get older, you can challenge them to create the directions, the board, the cards, the game pieces, even to reuse materials to create the game. It can be a sort of recycling challenge. Then once it's done, they get to explain how it works as the game creator and expert and have the family try it out. Personally, I recommend you try to have a family game night on a regular basis if you don't have that yet. You could start with once a week or once a month and see how it goes from there. One of my favorite parts about family game nights is how I get to interact with my family members. I start to see their different playing styles and get to know their personalities even more. Hopefully it will allow you to do the same. One final note, please remember not to play the game for your child. I, yours truly, can be guilty of taking over a game at times, but then I'm the one doing more of the thinking. Your goal is to let each player do the thinking for themselves, especially your child. That's it for today. Thanks for joining me. Please remember to subscribe so you can stay up to date with the newest episodes. Enjoy your next family game time together and see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.